I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Do you want to play a game? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creative. I'm your number one fan. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? We have such sights to show you. Welcome, folks, to episode 171 of the Morgan Official Course Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. And today, folks... It's a Halloween episode for you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. the spooktacular. And uh, if Tex would like to say hi to the folks and remove his uh, his mute button. Oh, and yeah. Say hi howdy, everybody. To the spooky buddies howdy. out there. Yeah. <laughs> howdy, everybody. Yeah, it's a special, hollow- it's a special Halloween event. Happy Halloween, you know, folks. Yes, happy Halloween. You know, we are releasing this on Halloween Day. Hopefully you're listening to us on Halloween, but if not, we get it. We totally get it. You had a busy, you had a busy schedule, right? Listen, so, um, listen, you can put your little earbud in while you're trick-or-treating with the kids out there <laughs> or while you're walking around the parade. So there's time. All right. There yeah. is time. We will be there for you guys. And today, folks, um, we have a, a special spooktacular show, as they love to say during this season, um, because we have six folks, six, count them, six feature presentations for you guys. Yeah. And with that being yeah. said, right, let's get it right into it. And first up here in this spooktacular headliner, you know, matinee for you guys, you guys got <laughs> the mid-season finale of Chucky season three, folks. Yes. Um, yes. I'm very upset. Um, one, because it had to stop at four. And two, tax. I don't know about you, but I think it was super dumb of USA to keep showing, I'm sorry, of sci-fi to keep showing um, the next, uh, you know, like a preview of the next season. I'm sorry, of the next half of the season, especially before you got to all that old Chucky stuff, right? Which I thought is awesome. But yeah, um, yeah. Tex, let's talk about it real well, quick. That sucks because I watched on USA, you know, because characters welcome on USA. And mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All the time. No, and the same thing. They don't edit. They don't edit out the F-bombs or anything like that. So, like, uh, it's the same broadcast. And the, I didn't get the preview for the next episode until it ended. So, or yeah, the next dude, season, so, I was so, upset. Like, that sucks. I was if really upset about that. Uh, yeah. If it spoiled old Chucky for you, because it really like, did. I was like, what? because we knew it was going to that. Because this was a whole okay, folks. So let's right, yeah, right. yeah. So we let's talk about this story, right? Like, yes, and, we pre- and also we previously talked about it, right? We yes, were both we, like we previously covered what the first two episodes, right? Yes, uh, with yes. the buddies out there. Um, and uh, we only have four, unfortunately, to talk about. Um, uh, in total. So in the next two episodes, you find out this whole kind of plan that Chucky has that he needs to. He's he's dying. He's getting old inside that Chucky, you know, good guy doll body. Um, so his whole thing is that he has to sacrifice seven souls to Dembala, right? In order yeah. for him to, uh, to, um, you know, yeah, get well. Dembala yeah. has forsaken him because yes. we find out he now has like Catholic magic in him. So like, because of that, like the, the spiritual magic, he's now been forsaken, which is yeah, because super... of the rituals in the, um, in season yeah. two, right? Yeah. yeah. The exorcism because they tried yeah, exactly. to exercise him and it, <laughs> it got Christian magic magic in him and they say worse that it's catholic and it's like yeah it's it's made dumbala forsake him and now he's dying in the body and as a result you know when they find like he was they covered his face with a mask the whole time which was already like i don't know i I love when they dress up Chucky, right? Like just the I little Phantom it. of the Opera suit, right? Yeah, I loved it. It was fantastic because it was cute too. I'm like, yeah, oh, I can't so lie. Cute, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when he finally takes it off and reveals that he's like old, old Chucky now, yeah. And in the preview for the the second half of the season, which you mentioned, he looks even older. It looks even yes. worse. So like, yes. You know, this is all just to say, just as a first half of the season, it sucks we couldn't get more, but, you know, strikes and solidarity, right? So it's like, well, you know, people got to get paid. And I get it. I get it. Um, uh, 
it's cool. Um, it's going so well though. I hope it doesn't yeah, lose any thing. momentum. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, we because it you can tell it's also not meant to be like the mid season, right? Like it, it's yes. also not meant to be a break. Like this is like, oh, okay, here's the real story, and here's what we're gonna get from now on. So um, that that's why it's a shame. But I'm glad too. It, it went out on some good deaths. Uh, yes. Like the whole like we got a full voodoo death in this one. Yes, we did. The, with Tiffany and the My Big Fat Greek Wedding Lady, and that was great. Just like Yeah. That, it was like slapsticky uh, and, and like gruesome and like yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, like this whole universe is fantastic. Uh, Chucky yeah. going to the doctor was great. You oh, know? dude, little, uh, the the little uh, Chucky and like the little doctor gown, man. Yeah, and the little like... and the little patient guy. You see his little legs just moving there. Yeah. You know, at the end of the like of the bed and everything. Yeah. Was, that was awesome, and they and I, know exactly what they're doing with that stuff. Dude, and it's a great Chucky universe move that the 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 shaman doctor or whatever is just like a regular dude. Yeah. It's just a regular doctor. He's like, oh, what did you expect to see? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, let me print out some, uh, you know, some, um, you know, instructions for you. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, I did. I, I, I was great. I thought that was great. Everything is going so well. Um, I don't know exactly when it's coming. You know, uh, next yeah. year. Um, hopefully, yeah. it shows up right at the beginning of January. Um, you know, since things got going now, um, uh, post the strike. So I am really, really into this thing. And one thing, Tex, before we, you know, continue this ball rolling, you know, on this spooktacular here, I really love the fact that this is really the first time here that we have like a really good in-depth story for this slasher. I know that uh, uh, Wes Craven tried it with Freddy and stuff, you know, uh, because Freddy's losing his powers and then people are forgetting about him and that universe and stuff like that. So that was kind of done. But this one really is like, hey, this is a story about like Chucky just going through life right now, getting old and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Live here, you know, yeah. and um, and and Brad Dourif is doing a fantastic job with the voice acting. I, I love the line um in episode four when the kid um uh, goes like um uh, Thomas, what happened to your voice? And then he goes like, oh, it's an allergic reaction to questions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was absolutely great, man. Um, this is so much fun. Really, really is so much fun. I love where it's going. There's so much more to see because we still don't know what happened with uh you know the little sister caroline right that's her name um so there's that story still going on we have tiff doing awesome voodoo stuff i I, I, uh uh, awesome voodoo stuff um in the prison i really um am enjoying that side because uh it's uh it's letting you know the the, the tiffany sides of the story are always more like interesting i guess i don't know if it's like interesting is the right word probably not but it's also like there that's where the goofy stuff happens right yeah like they, that's yeah. where they get to have fun with like the premise and yeah, yeah and absolutely for sure it's clear jennifer tilly as always you know she's just the the star right like, it's just like she yeah she's doing it. great she knows what yeah she's, she's doing do great yeah, man. Yeah. um <laughs> i love all the you know just how her character has just evolved you know like just to be like one in the same now like where they're like there is a tiffany valentine and there is a jennifer tilly and now they're just like this one in the same like melded character right and she yeah. has to flip up back and forth from each character i love it i love it tex i hope uh um this comes back sooner rather than later next year yeah. um uh and that being said let's move on to um another one we have some first impressions for you guys for the new Disney Plus show, uh, Goosebumps. Um, and to be honest with you, at first I was like, you know what? Um, I have a lot more to watch elsewhere. Let me go watch other stuff. And then um, I actually gave the show a shot. I got one episode in. I'm like, huh, the story's not bad. And then two in, and then you're kind of hooked after two, right, Tex? Yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. I, I watched the first five when they came out. This is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I know by the time this comes out, I think episode eight comes out this week, like the last one or whatever. So we'll, we'll come back around and finish it and wrap it up. Uh, but for now, as is the yeah, first it's five, already out, by the way. So eight's already there. Um, or it's, I think it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So by this point, it should be already there. So, uh, but yeah, the, the first five, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm digging it. Like, uh, I, I dig it as like a, a goosebump story in terms of like, we get all the fan stuff, you know, like, yeah. uh, 
you get a lot of classic stories just popping up. It's very, uh, it's, we, we've seen this kind of narrative before. You know, it's, it's like scary stories to tell in the dark where it's like we have one main narrative and then there's a lot of stuff happening on the side. It's like the next feature presentation we'll talk about where there's just one big story, but all the little stories happen within it, like kind of episodically. So like each episode is like an episodic thing. But it's this overarching mystery that's, like, evolving of, like, basically what it seems to be, like, from what I've seen, I know it probably explains later, but we have, like, an Elm Street situation going on where someone's back from revenge because of, like, the parents doing, you know, the parents doing some stuff to, like, somebody. Yeah, it's it pretty much is Elm Street adjacent in terms of how the story, you know, unfolds, because it is the parents went into this house, right? And Mm -hmm. This kid who lived in this house, he got trapped in the basement and he got burned, right? He, the whole thing got caught on fire. He died and everything. So he's coming back for revenge. Oh, yeah. And he's so attacking. It's yeah, it's, it's exactly like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. It's not, in, it's not in the dreams. He's going after them through, uh, well, you yeah, know, through the objects, obviously, you know. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> you said it was in the dreams. I'm just saying like, you know, um, uh, Unlike Freddy, he's not attacking you in your dreams. He's attacking yeah, you through these objects yeah. uh, these kids are finding in this house. It's helped by Justin Long's character who gets possessed by this uh, this kid who died in the house. So mm-hmm. so Justin Long becomes this kind of uh, a vessel just doing things to get the kids back in the house, getting the items into the kids' hands and stuff like that. So um, I really like how they're using every object as a plot point to get more info on the bigger picture. You know, I think that's very smart. I think that's why it's so captivating because they are doing a good job with um, how they're treating this, right? It's not like, it's not kids' gloves. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's it, it, it being treated like like a real production. You know, it's not like you're getting um, these one-off stories with um, that don't have any room to connect to each other. Like everything yeah, here it, connects to one another. It's um, and like it's the, really cool how they go back um, in, um, in the episodes and show you how um, everything just connects. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the OG series where it's an anthology. That's like a straight adaptation of all the books, yeah. but instead mm-hmm. there is one big thing, but each of the books is adapted in their own ways, right? Like, uh, like the haunted mask, like it, it's updated for modern times. So it's, it's not like, it's not like a, well, I guess it was a troll mask in the original one. I don't know, but it was more just like a monster, yeah, it was, like an yeah, um, it was kind a, of thing, right? Yeah, it was like a troll mask in the original one. Like it had yeah, little like horns a, and everything. Yeah, it was like too, a green yeah. little goblin looking dude, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, um, so yeah, was, but here it's like, it's it's like a baby mask, but it's also like it's not exactly yeah, baby like a doll troll. face mask that turns into this troll thing, right? Um, yeah, the wear like has it on for too long, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's little stuff like that. Like um, I think the coolest one uh, that I've seen in the first episodes was the cuckoo clock one, where like yeah, that was dope. Yeah, and that's it was just a cool idea. Like I, I do love the idea of like time travel, but in that time travel you're making copies of yourself the whole time, which is yeah. just a, just an interesting like interesting gimmick, right? Like it's just a, yeah. uh, we've talked about this with uh, totally killer, right? Where it's like if you can add like time travel gimmicks and make it interesting cuz it's tough, right? Time travel's tough. But here, you know, they're all evil clones that all kind of explode into goo when they're hit. So, like, it... I love I that. Just, yeah, yeah, that was, it was awesome. Just a fun, it was just a fun thing. Good way to sneak in slime to Goosebumps, too, right? Like, it's a good yeah. way to, like, get in some goo in the, the goo. The goo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have some really cool visuals. They have the um, the worm monster as well. Yeah, worm monster's not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The worm lie. monster was pretty dope. That episode was cool. Um, but, again... Um, I love how that episode, for instance, is a big example of how it uses these objects as a catalyst, right? To kind of add to the story and to yeah. the universe and stuff yeah. and to what's happening around the, um, uh, the world with these kids. Um, you know, and that one, for instance, we see like, oh, this kid finds out that his mom is having, it's not really having an affair because his dad's dead, but, um, yeah, you know, she's his just mom moving is, on. you know, yeah, but, yeah, she's moving on. But what it and is, he didn't know. It's, it's, it's an affair for the other dude. 
That's what it yes. is. Remember, like it's yes. a whole like, oh, he's he's the dad of one of the other girls in the group. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, Margot's father, the guidance counselor of the high school. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like this whole thing, and like it, it, it's all meant to push that story forward and to show us what the deal is with this like lady, what the deal is with her son, and why in previous episodes she seemed to like notice that there was something going on, and like yeah, it's this whole thing. And I don't know, man, I'm digging it. It's no, it's no Fear Street. I will say straight out. Like, no, yeah. no, it's yeah. it's definitely no Fear Street. Um, you get further into the story, like in episode six, they start going into the story of the parents when they were younger mm, okay. and their relationship with uh with Harold Beetle, the bad guy, you know, the kid who died and stuff like that. So you get that story and and what happened there exactly because we see how um I think in episode five the kids were like holding the book, right? Yeah, to like look at the and they past see their parents so, running yeah. out of the house and stuff. So so you get this real like over arching story throughout all the episodes and it's really smart and they do a good job of um a weaving in and out through flashbacks and showing you how everything is connected and who was where at what certain point in time and it's really smart um i really dig it um i like the fact that they treat it as mature content you know because it's not it it, it is a kid show like in terms of kids being you know as in kid being like a teenager i'm talking about kids you know but it's not like an under it's definitely like a 14 plus kind of show you know mm-hmm. um uh, uh because of the themes and everything like that and there's like you know real danger here uh for these kids and stuff um no one's died yet that i know of but um uh they're like they get into these situations which which is cool because like every story has a theme you know what i mean like um like for instance with that troll mask right like you know this girl was being a troll um and she was uh you know just doing stuff on uh, like on social media and all that stuff so that like there's themes and metaphors and stuff like that. And I really like how they uh, really um, use all these objects and how they haven't like gotten out of control. You know what I mean? Like right. everything is kind of self-contained within this world. It, it's it's not so grandiose and like it's not so crazy epic. And I love that. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, folks, uh, go check this uh, show out on Disney Plus. Goosebumps. You can watch it with your kids, your older kids, even, you know, your younger kids. My son watched the first one with me and my daughter. He, he wasn't really feeling it because, you know, it's high school. He's like, he doesn't care about the high school problems, you know, and girls right. and boys and stuff like that, you know, like all that nonsense. So um, th- th- there's a lot of that stuff there. But, um, yeah, folks, moving on in our uh, Halloween spooktacular here, um, we have uh, Mike Flanagan's last show for Netflix, um, The Fall of the House of Usher. Um, and folks, um, this off the bat for me, um, if you do not have a Netflix subscription, um, it's a trial. Go pay for it. Go get a trial of Netflix and go watch this during Halloween. Um, it's a very it's a very good watch, man. I gave it a nine out of ten in my own review. I think this is really Mike Flanagan really got it. You know, like this is what I wanted from him when I heard adaptations of stuff, you know, like Dr. Sleep, that was fantastic, right? right. Um, this one is in the same vein where like he, uh, he, you know, it's, um, there's shit going on all the time, you know, it's not, um, you know, Bly Manor or Hill House where it's like these very slow emotional burns and stuff. Um, don't get me wrong. There's uh, like a very like emotional story, um, you know, a weave throughout the fall of, um, of the House of Usher. But with Bly Manor and Hill House, Flanagan, you know, w- w- um, did his best to do his gothic horror stuff, very slow ghost story kind of stuff. Um, but in this one, we have gore, we have action going on. We have um, a very good story told throughout um, eight episodes here. Um, uh, and we have deaths. We have consequences. Um, it looks great. It's written very well. There's awesome monologues in this thing because of Edgar Allan Poe's work. Um, this is for sure a pay for it for me. Um, I really enjoyed this one. Tex, what did you think about this show? 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's a total, like, pay-for-it spooky season kind of watch. Uh, it, it's the best of his adaptations, I think. Agreed. Yeah, like, Doctor Sleep is probably his best movie adaptation, but this is his best of the TV shows where he's had a, a prior material to base from. Like, it's still no Midnight Mass. Uh, we talked about that one before. Please go listen mm-hmm. to that review. Go back in the archives for that one. Midnight Mass is still, like, his top show and it's probably because it's original but here here this one feels original like if you didn't know any better right like if you if you just knew that it feels original in the same way that we were talking about goosebumps and uh where it's one big story and all smart uh, smaller stories are episodically mm-hmm. placed throughout the show and each episode adapts like a poe poem and turns it into this overall larger story within the the fall of the House of Usher poem. So it's like it's very well organized in that way, where each episode, like starting with like episode two, where we get the first death, that kind of really hooked me. I like it wasn't. Yeah. That's the other thing, though. It's just I do have to say, going in episode one, I was like. I was like, ah, this is fine. Like, I was, I was in the, oh, okay, this is the, this is a hill house, this is a Bly Manor, where I'm going to, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to like it, but also I'm going to be like, well, you know, yeah, it was fine. Right? You know what, but, though? Um, but I, then, I have opposite feelings of episode one. Oh, okay. Um, I but, thought, it, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, all, all that was to say that by episode two, I was in. Like it had me with episode two, so but yeah, what did you think about the the premiere then? Uh, how did how did it set um, you up, Arturo? I was surprised how how well written and captivating the characters were in comparison to his other shows. I was like, wow, these characters are you know, let's say they're likable characters, but they're characters you can cling on to. Like you want to know what this person's about, what right. this person's about, what that person's about. And the other ones, to me, honestly, it was very, um, everything was very just like gray, you know, I didn't really, I was like, just give me the story. Let me see what's going on, you know. Um, But in this one, he really, um, he brings in his all stars, right? Yeah, it's a real Avengers where he's got. Yeah, exactly. The Flanagan family, you know, unites. Yeah, everybody, like everybody good from all of his projects that you can Mm -hmm. think of is in this. And they kind of like they really knock it out of the park, and I, I think you're I think you're right in terms of like having well defined characters, which is also something yeah like that's very fair that in the other shows they don't really have because it's all about like the story and even Hill House yeah. like yeah. when we were learning about that family it was all like very kind of. I guess in retrospect, we can also say one note, right? Because yeah, the family agreed. itself wasn't allowed to have a personality because the story mm-hmm. of the family was the overall grief and everything that happened in their past, right? But yes, here, correct. here, because the House of Usher is made up of, uh, like his whole thing was that as a patriarch, he would accept any of his children. That includes ones that came like from like, when he was with philandering out, out and about, right? He yeah. was just being, out, yeah. out in the world, you yeah. know, you know, doing business deals and making money, you know, yeah, without yeah. making children. <laughs> he was all also, his bastard kids are also yeah. under his, you know, usher umbrella and uh, and also get a piece of the pie. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool, um, the whole thing behind the Usher family and those kids, it's it's like, hey, you have one opportunity to, to pitch me a business kind of idea. And if we think it's good, we'll kind of, you know, the dad will give you all the money you need to start this business, you know? Right. Um, so, so all these kids pretty much are are trying to compete against each other, you know, trying to get the best deal, uh, the best business idea and all this stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of um, sibling competition and all this stuff um, uh, sprinkled everywhere throughout this whole show. And, and just like back to all the actors, it's great that they did have this very, you know, playboy kind of life dude, right? Because you were able to bring in all these like awesome people, you know, to, yeah, to play all these roles. It wasn't just like let's whitewash everything. Yeah, you know? no, let's make and that's, sure that's yeah, ultimately yeah, what it yeah, is. It's, it's very, it's a very diverse lineup because he accepts yeah. everybody, and then at the same time, it, it makes all the stories diverse, right? Like it makes all the pole poems that it adapts diverse, right? Like it, it kind of like if you, it, it's kind of like at book report level too. Like as in like 
if you knew about them, you know, then you you could enjoy the way it's adapted into the episode, right? Like, it's not yeah. like... It's also... You didn't have to be, like, an Edgar Allan Poe expert. Like, if you knew that the Telltale Heart, that whole gimmick was that the heart would keep beating and it would bother the person until they realize... Like, until they reveal that they, you know, they murder... What was... No, no. What was it? They murder somebody first, right? And then they hear the heartbeat through the floors because they feel yes. guilty. Okay. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, if you knew that going in, when that heart, when the, the Telltale Heart episode kicks in, you're like, oh, okay, you can enjoy it. Same thing with, like, the the Raven. If you know the Raven, you can enjoy that a little bit. If you know the Cask of Amontillado, like, you, you knew where that was going. But at the same time, like, it's just, like... It's all a little bit elevated because you're like, yeah, like if you just know just a little bit, you can enjoy how the story is incorporating these little things into the grander narrative, which is the Usher kids are dying and what is happening. And then it's like there's this yeah, whole exactly. like, there's this whole grander mystery played out across all the episodes. And that goes back to my central point of like, I, I really fell in with episode two because that's when the gimmick kicked in. It's like, oh, okay, each of these kids is going to die, and we're going to explore this mystery through the episodes. And it was great, man. I I appreciated it. Like, I appreciate the way it was all set up. And it was very, like, yeah. it, like Bly Manor, it was like a page-turning kind of watch. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I got to see the next episode. I, yeah. I want to see the next one. I want to see the next yeah. one. Yeah. Agreed, because like you said, like after episode two, like you knew, I was like, oh, every episode is going to be a death. So you wanted to see, you know, who was next and how. And um, uh, Perry's death um, in episode two, which was like, I I think the best one out of all the deaths and and the most grandiose out of all the deaths. It's um, a shame uh, that it happened so early, right? Like, I... One that's it. I know it's a nitpick, but also like the the best one happens first, and it's kind of like I don't know. I it's a close second with Telltale Heart. I really like the way that one played out. But. Yeah, Delta Heart was great because of just how the the gore and the practical showed yeah. the open chest and everything being that was fantastic. Yeah, um, the acid bath and um, I mean, episode that was, two. Yeah, that was great. Was yeah. just was just great. Uh, Tamerlan's death, uh, you know, like her falling onto the mirrors um, and the shattered glass was awesome. Leo's death was very underwhelming, you know, because he was chasing that cat, you know. Right. But uh, that being said, it all looked good. Um, yeah. The very you true. know. All the practical looked good. All the death looked good. Um, this whole entire show looked good. And I really um, hope now that Mike Flanagan's going to Amazon, right? So he has this next chapter in his career. Um, and I mean, I'm curious how much, you know, how different his work in, in, in Amazon is going to be. How much freedom he had in comparison, you know? Is it going to be adaptations? Is it going to be his own stuff? Is he going to just be the one, you know, uh, maybe uh, producing, you know, you know, smaller projects here and there. Dude, um, I, yeah, I do. I do kind of hope he's kind of gotten past this ghost phase of his career. Agreed, like, dude. I think I with mean, Netflix, all, all, especially yeah. in House of Usher, it comes back to to the point where I'm like, yeah, Midnight Mass is still better because even though this one was technically quote unquote more fun. Because, you know, that's yeah. just the nature of the story, right? It's yeah. it's a more fun Agreed. story. It's still yeah. another another one where somebody's haunted by the ghosts of their past. And like It's like, oh, let me tell you about all my all my kids' deaths and how yeah, I'm seeing and the, them and yeah, stuff like that. Sees, and and the, the jump scares are the fact that he sees them and at like yeah, at the time of which their is death. Great, right? by the way, yeah. Y- yeah. Um Great gimmick, Again, but also it's one we've seen in. It's Mike the Flag gothic is, thing with him, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. that that gothic horror thing. Um, I hope he does have it um all out of his system because you are right. Like I want another hush, you know. I want another Gerald's game. Yeah. You know that adaptation was cool. You know, because yes, dude, um, like yeah. like dude, like monologues and stuff are great, right? Like you yeah, and I have I talked him. about this. I don't mind a gothic romance story, right? Like I don't yeah. mind a gothic story with these little romantic narrative elements in terms of the the old classic version of romance, right? The definition yes. of like yeah. drama. That's what romance is, right? So like yeah, I, exactly. 
I appreciate that stuff, like, like you do too, but at the same time, it's like, yo, we know you, like, the one time you did vampires, it ruled, right? Like, the one time awesome. you did a slasher, it ruled. The it was one, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the All right. One, like, <laughs> like, we, we know you have it in you. Yo, he so. did Ouija, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, Origin of Evil, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, right? so it's like, yo, we know you can do this. Uh, so, I want to see him do a monster movie, dude. I, I want to see know. I it, it goes back to what we were saying before, like with Midnight Mass. It's like, yo, I want to see these different things from him. And I, I hope you're right. I hope that moving to Amazon is what kind of shakes it up. Because if he comes to Amazon with more ghosts of their past kind of stories, we're going to like them, of course. Cause yeah, but if then, they're well on, made, right? You know? But then also, yeah, you're totally right. Where it's just like, let's let's, let's just do a, do the slasher, do a monster, do something like. I I get it. These are great projects. I get it, but come like come on. Can we move away from the ghosts of the past for just just yeah. a little bit? Just a little bit. Yeah. Um you know what? Like I am hoping he is. You know, like usually, right. you know, as artists and stuff like that, these people are artists, so that they have this like, you know, vision and maybe he had this vision of like, hey, I have this ghosts trilogy thing I want to do and you know, and all that stuff. So I hope Moving on, um, onto Amazon, he is doing some more, more crazier things, like you know, more different things. I want to see monsters. I want to see, um, you know, slashers. I want to see, um, sci-fi. Give me some, you know, Flanagan alien stuff or whatever. You know, who knows? Um, yeah, like, um, uh, give me a possession. You know, you know, if we're gonna do ghosts and shit and demons, you know, give me a possession story. You know, That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, give me like, you know, Pope's Exorcist 2, you know, <laughs> with Mike Flanagan, bring back fucking <laughs> Russell Crowe. That'd be the best, dude. Russell Crowe hop on right away, too. He'd yo, be the dude, best, man. Russell, Russell Crowe in like with the Flanagan cast, like, oh, man. Uh, oh, be, dude, like, I'd he'd be be like right? I can I'd do be... this for the rest of my life. You yeah, know, I'd be the I'd be Pope's dope, Exorcist yeah. until he's dead, bro. It'd be great. I, you I know what? It. The end of Pope's Exorcist set it up for like a million sequels, right? Like, it really what, did. It really there, did. Like, you know, he what, has his best butt and everything, so yeah. we're good. Did they say there was like a hundred demons or something like that? So like, hey man, yeah. There's a lot of demons. You know, you I go mean, through those scripture books. Maybe maybe a lot one of, of evil did. in those books, man, right? <laughs> so, a lot of evil in those books. So uh, um, uh, speaking of evil, that kind of ties us into like the, the second wave of uh future presentations we have here wait with the future yeah yes it does folks and moving on with our uh halloween spooktacular it's a uh a shutter original flick here called night of the hunted um it just dropped um uh last week i think on shutter um it's nice and um it's it's nice and fresh and it's nice and new we always like new horror here i have issues with this movie um text i'm just putting it out there but it sucks so much that like <laughs> th- those issues exist, right? Because right, yeah. like the beginning and the end of this movie is just everything I really needed to watch. You know, like out of Shutter this spooky season. One thousand percent. Yeah, there's you know, there's, but then the yeah. middle, dude. Th- that middle. All right, folks. So so just, yeah, just right. Up. Just straight up, like there's a hour of good stuff in here, right? Like it, yeah, straight up. An it's hour a, that's great. Uh, and it's just yeah but there's such a, a long second act that like i can say okay that i'm with i'm away for it you know what i mean right like like there's so much that bogs it down in the middle that you can definitely like kind of wait for it you i'm not telling you to go out right now and watch this uh, and it's a damn shame because the setup is so quick it's so impactful it's such a hard-hitting beat that like you're in it right away man like you this girl walks into this deli, um, into this gas station uh, deli, right, and automatically gets shot, right, like shot in yeah. the arm, and and that's dude, it's so like and, and it's just a, it's the, a good start, like that's the thing, yes. right? It's in terms of what's that? That's why like we're so conflicted. I agree with you, Arturo, where it's like yeah. you know, it, it's kind of one of the best horror starts of the year. Overall, I think in terms of like, I don't think that's speaking hyperbole. That's like in terms of like hooks. Like I'm like I'm I'm thinking like yo when when things hooked me like that 
that shot through the arm, through the window, and then a second shot coming down. And this was after she sees some blood on the wall. And it's like, oh, okay, something's weird here. And then, boom, like, yo, I was in. I was so yeah. hooked. Um, I was, I and, was in. And it looked good. It looked yeah. good. The sound editing on this thing was just awesome. Like, and and just, you know, you know, uh, a peek under the sheet of the morgue here. Like, I was watching it on a monitor, a computer screen, you know, that I wasn't watching it on a big TV or anything like that. And, and like, it looked good. It sounded good as well. So they did a great job with that budget and they, and they put it where it's, um, where it, it, uh, where it needed to be because that sound editing, especially with the bullets flying, like, and, and breaking through the glass and, and just like, it was just great. It was just awesome. production then, quality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, just dude, pure, it, like pure it was production good. quality was great. Yeah. Dude, and, and, all practical, all practical gore, right? Yeah. Um, the bullet wound to that guy's neck, you know, like was awesome. Yeah, the, so they, the, they the freaking bleeding out was great, you know. Yeah, yeah, they clearly spent the money in the right places. That's the other thing. They too. did. I, I will they say did. this, like in terms of being like, you know, we can we can argue about like whether or not it's well made quote-unquote, mm-hmm. right, at the end of the day. But in terms of that end, it is well-made. Like, it, like this Correct. is th- this is a well – like, this looks good. It sounds good. It starts good. Like, in terms of the important stuff, uh, well, that's where it falls apart, right? Where it's Yeah, like, and, then, and then it feels like they used AI to write the middle of the script, right? Yeah. Which is like, hey, spit me the, a script about, like, uh, you know – um, you know, forgotten sons politics and all this other nonsense, yeah, you know, it's a shame too. like, this is where the, the shame part of it is. We're just like, damn, and, and, like, it's such and, a heartbreaking and, thing because, text. and also like unnecessary too. like in, in the grand scheme of the whole movie, right? Yeah. From like, start to end that whole, that whole just dribble of just nonsense dialogue that filled about what? 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It was just like, oh. So to fill in the gaps, like, uh, we find out, like, the the shooter explains himself in this, like, diatribe of, like, you know, politics. And it's the the conspiracy politics is the flat earther crap. Like, it's all that nonsense. Like, just spew. Like, he, the thing is, the dude, like, you know, so so our main character, she's great. Great actress. I hope she pops up into other stuff. You know, I I forget her name. Unfortunately, I forget the actress's name, but I'll remember her face. She's really good. Uh, And so the whole thing is, like, she speaks over a walkie-talkie with, like, the killer, and that's not a bad idea on paper. Like, I, I like that idea. I like the walkie-talkie yeah. being a point of communication. He's, like, taunting her. But then then the second act, they're, like, having a debate over, like, you know. Morals, morals and, and, and you being know, a good person. And he's you know? basically the dudes on Facebook, right? Like, he's, he's talking about, like, oh, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're against us. And, you know, they're, they're selling the medicine to kill whatever, right? Basic Dude, he talks about COVID and the yeah, storming like, the Capitol yeah, and, and like, oh, and man. It's so, so not only does it suck in a real world way because we like, uh, you know, unfortunately bring the stream down like there was there. There are big shootings, right? Like this is yeah. um, this is the thing. It's like when you do real world horror, that's, yeah. you know, it's tough. But at the same time, it's like in a movie, there's also no feeling of relief, I guess. Right. Where it's like we 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 understand that this is the world. Right. We understand this is a real thing. This is a real motivation someone could have. But it's unchallenged for so long. Because yes, he's just yes. constant. Like it's it's kind of the point where Arturo is right, where it's either AI or like you kind of have to like sit there and go, what is this writer really saying? Right? Like it's, yeah. it's cause it's unchallenged. Like all the conspiracy stuff you can think of is just said. Like that's the thing. It's just said. And yeah, like Yeah, it's just said. Like she's not even fighting back either, like, cause he doesn't let her talk. Yeah. Right. Um, so like it's that man bullshit, right? That yeah, macho every, shit. Every time she has it's, a point, he's like, Well, what about this? And it's like, Oh, okay. This it's is- like, oh, but you're cheating on your husband, and that and that makes you a terrible person too. And we're we're the same. I mean, yeah. it's like that, dude. Like, just like you're over here shooting people, and it's dude. Um, and Tex brought this off air, which is a, a, a big shame because it started well in um uh in that convenience store because he goes like, I shot my wife. Yeah, right? it was because a, it you know she was cheating better. on me, and I'm like, 
cool. That's let's, a cool idea. Let's do this. Yeah, because right? it was just a dude angry at his wife and just shooting people like who came by. Right? And he's like, yo, I already killed one person. Let me just continue. And we yeah. were like, yes, keep going. But Great. then he starts yeah. talking so <laughs> much. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh my god. And and that's the problem that Tex mentioned, that it goes uncontested, all this dialogue. And like, it's one thing if you're going to be having th- that kind of stuff, you need to have a back and forth. Like, you need to have, yeah. like, proper contention in the in the um, protagonist dialogue, because it was just the antagonist just throwing bullshit out, bullshit out the bullshit. And it's like, oh my god, dude, I get it. I almost stopped watching the movie because of that honestly yeah. I'm, I'm glad i finished because the ending but Dude. that was a big like yo what am i watching right now yeah it makes seriously this, like what am i watching it makes the 90 minute movie feel like two hours right because wow. it's like it drags yo, so much because that, of that. second Absolutely. act yeah that second act is a clean 30 minutes of just them in like having this conversation and him just constantly saying this stuff and it's like we get it dude we get it and that's why it's like, okay, you kind of have to either look at the writer or look at the how much they, they let him say. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it's very yo, questionable. It's 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 a lot. Like and and yeah, like you can argue, oh, he's killing people. You're not supposed to like believe him. But the fact that you know, the fact that he gets to say this, just clean shot it off, right? Like that's the yeah. issue we're having. Yeah, that's the a fact big that issue. he has such long speeches and such long diatribes of this nonsense, this rhetoric, and it's like Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And while, you know, spoilers, uh, you know, for Night of the Hunted, uh, while spoilers he gets a good death, like it, they do they do kill him off in a satisfying way. And it, it's oh. a, Yes. It's a good, satisfying final confrontation. It's one of those hopeless endings too, where it's just like, okay, like you know, he he never really yeah, like, like it, it's it's not that he learned his lesson or anything, and yeah, there was, like, there was never see, a challenge. There was ultimately never that's a challenge exactly to why ideology, right? That's exactly why all that nonsense was just nonsense because yeah. it led to nothing. You know, um, we had a good final girl fight right at the end. We had you know. We had her give blood and sacrifice and all that stuff. It was it was fantastic, yeah. right? But like Tex mentioned, like all that nonsense he spewed and all his kind of all his morals and his um his uh, motives, right? Yeah. Like were were for for nothing because it doesn't mean anything once you get past the majority of Act Two and you get right into like climax, right? Where you get that little girl after he shoots, you know, the grandparents, which is like, which is like, okay, cool, continue shooting people. This is what we want, yeah. You know, it's like, like you know, like that's what we're here for. It's it's exposition for exposition's sake. Like even if you don't want to like talk about the politics of what he's saying, uh, you know, which I get, there's still a functionality issue with it, right? Where it's like. You know, it's the Correct. explanation for the motive. And it's like, oh, yeah. we're getting this motive and the motive is nonsense. And we're getting 30 minutes of nonsense. And it's like, yeah. and that's where the problem is, where ultimately you're like, what is that for? And it leads to yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's for nothing. It, it's yeah. ultimately nothing to learn his motive. It's ultimately nothing to like, it serves no purpose of the story other than to like tell us further that he's like this, he's this wackadoo. Like, this is just, all it is is highlighting the, what we already know. And it's just kind of like, oh, we get so, there's a tighter, like, there's, there's like an hour of great material here. And yeah, that, that really hour is. of material is like almost worth me going, yeah, go check it out on Shutter. But I do, like, unfortunately, the, the, the bad part is, is you have to say it with that caveat of like, just be prepared that you're going to hear 30 minutes of this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. The word. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's what it is. It's just ultimately, what does it do? What does it mean? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because, like I said, the beginning and the end really are just very, very well done, very good, um, you know, horror stuff going on there. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame for that one. But uh, go check that out, folks. It, it's on Shutter now. A Night of the Hunted, right? Um, and speaking of Shutter, uh, next up in our um, you know Halloween spooktacular, another Shutter um, produced movie called When Evil Lurks. This just dropped on Shutter, but it was um, it's an international movie that Shutter helped bring to the states, and they helped release here in theaters for a short run. And I was able to actually watch it in theaters. Um, yeah, you several saw weeks it, like, ago. Yeah. yeah, several weeks ago, and. And, um, and boy, 
boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. It's uh, for me as a horror fan, I will say, uh, pay for it if you have Shutter, go watch it. It is, it is a good movie. I gave it an eight out of ten. I do feel that there is some shortcomings here, and it kind of it's a detriment a little bit. There's a lot of violence in this movie. Yeah, as text mentioned, there's d- definitely evil. You know, you know, evil afoot. You know, yeah, there's, um, all throughout here. The, there's the title, just a lot of the, brutal imagery. The title you know? is spot on. Like, and just uh, before Arturo gets into his like into his great point that I totally agree with. Like, it's just evil. Like, I agree. Like, it's the violence is almost almost a detriment in terms of like how far it goes right and that's yeah that's the thing you would you would have more experience than i do in this because as as we all know my 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 gore levels are like uh but here like on my end i'm gonna wait for it because it's like it's a brutal and bleak movie where that that the cruelty is the point kind of thing right and but i don't know like what do you think because you you have more experience with this subgenre. yeah um I really like this movie because of the core concept of it. Um, okay. They have a really awesome take in um, possessions. And it's funny because yes, um, I saw this movie the same um, a weekend um, The Exorcist came out, right? uh, Believer. Um, so it was cool oh, seeing had, the kind of – You had yeah. two possessions back to back. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool <laughs> seeing like the different takes of possessions. And this one had a very cool idea, man. It had yeah. a very cool idea that I wish honestly – was a little bit more fleshed out because it you had this town right that already knew about possessions and you know demons taking over and people who are rotten you know and, and like it was already a known kind of history there that I was like I kind of want to uh, uh, more of that lore you know that you guys have going on in that town like how did this happen you know what was the first uh, you know uh, yeah because you know they, what brought this here you know yeah these the characters casually drop god is dead churches have died all the, and, all it's like, the time, and it's like what? You know? and it's like well okay like, what happened here <laughs> you know um, and, and that's the thing right yeah. like that the the world itself is so like it, it's such a cool idea right yeah the world is so interesting in terms of like the world itself it's bleak and god is dead churches are dead and part of you wants to know why right yeah exactly but, I, i'm like hey cool i'm down for that but show me like you know why what happened to I get know. this spanish community Who's usually, you know, you know, usually Spanish communities are very Christian, very Catholic and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. what happened here that God is dead now and churches don't exist and all this stuff and people know about possessions. And then you have this dude who's, like, rotting from the inside, which is really dope, oh, right? Because dude, dude, was- because look, we know about, like, like um, uh, you know, possessions that demons rot you from the inside, right? And, and this was yeah, fucking gnarly, bro. Dude, I was eating. <laughs> I, was, oh. <laughs> I had a bowl of cereal, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was, was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, dude. So that's the other thing, right? So uh, production, production stuff. Uh, same thing, Night of the Hunted. Where yeah, it, it looked like, good, man. It was awesome. Everything, everything looked good. Like everything looked great in terms of what you wanted, right? Like it's like if you're going in seeking good gore good violence good practicals you're getting it there and what you're also getting is that that's the part where i'm like kind of you because know, instead of a lore what we get is the the is vi- the story just brutal visual lore. violence like it's visual yeah, violence it's, it's, it's that e- they opted to give us nasty violence man there's yeah, some nasty work in here. yeah they yeah. opted to give us all this brutal imagery um instead of kind of following up on some of these awesome ideas that you know that we were getting and as as a text mentioned like production on point the acting was awesome like the cast was great um uh like the gore was great i love i love the concept so much i gave it full legacy marks because like this can travel it has legs to it you know if you like you know if you legit like unfold this crazy universe there's a lot here to be mined right but then where it lost marks for me the reason it's not like a like a nine or a ten in my horror scale you know because it, it it meets all my points it's because of the story like like you guys like really opted to like not go forth and you know dive more into what really is captivating here yes we get some really um you know impactful imagery that will kind of sear in your memory and stuff like that um but like um that's all well and good but why 
You know, like, why is this going on? Why is yeah. this happening? I wish I got some more explanation to it instead yeah, of seeing some some woman eat, you know, a baby's brain out of the cranium. You know, great. Yeah, cool. like why? It, you yeah, know? like that's the thing, right? Like shock factor is great. Like in terms of there's a there's a dog and a little girl thing that I don't want to spoil in case buddies here listen to this and just want to check it out. Right? I that's the other thing. As as a horror fan, I do understand that I. Uh, that appeal, right? Where yes. it's like, if you tell somebody, oh man, this movie's nasty, it's got like, yeah. gro- like it's grotesque. That's the word you would use, right? Like in some of these deaths. And when you hear that, Party is like, all right, let me, let me see what the big deal is. And thankfully, yeah. this movie does like fulfill that. That's the other thing. Like, we're not speaking in hyperbole when we say that there's some grotesque stuff in here. It really is. And I don't want to spoil one of the deaths, but that hit me in like, like you were saying, I'm going to remember that image and go, Oh, evil lurks is the movie with the, the little girl, Dude, and the dog. In right? theaters, and I was like, like, Whoa, cause that yeah. was the last thing I thought was going to happen. Same here. I was like, Oh yeah. shit. Like I, like I, yeah, full expletive and everything. Like, yeah. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, like, it, the story is just, like, a dude trying to keep his family alive and, like, this demon constantly beating him down. But, like, at a certain point, it loses that appeal because you're like, oh, okay, this is just – this 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 movie is going to stay on one gear, right? It's yeah. just going to stay on this bleak and gro- – like, this bleak and evil and sad gear. Yeah, there's no way right? up from there, you know? Like, it, yeah. it's, it wasn't going to – it wasn't going to have a, like a bright spot, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, there's no uh, light at the end. And of the there's no more lore. Like we get one exposition dump and one tease about like, you know, the cleaners, which is something yeah. that keeps getting brought up. Which right? was like, and, can I have more of this explanation, please? Yeah. And it's, you like, know, yo, that sounds to me like a more messed up version of, uh, more messed up version of like the conjuring. You know, where it's like, you know, Anna and Lorraine instead are like, because doing remember, this, remember, like, really so, um, demons, right? so before we, uh, you know, just wrap up this, uh, this uh, conversation, remember, uh, they need those cleaners to kill those who are possessed because you cannot just kill them because then the yeah, evil will spread, passes. right? Yeah, yeah, which is cool, which stuff. is like, okay, great, awesome, let's get more of that stuff going, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. uh, and like uh, there's this scene with an axe to the face, which was great, but like Dude. that that was where my issue started because that came out of nowhere, right? Like like yeah. they saw this goat and they were like, Oh my god, this goat's like the devil. And I'm like, What? Like, what's going on here? You know, and then all of a sudden, like axe to the face, and I'm like, How did we get here? Like, I appreciate how awesome this looked on screen, but how did we get here, folks? Yeah, you yeah, because like a character will die and then they'll be like just fine or like they'll come back and it's like, okay, is that the demon doing his stuff? And, and that's the thing, right? It, it was never really clear if it was one or many, right? Like it, yes. it wasn't one evil, a lot of evil. Cause they, the way they, the way they describe the rotten, it's like just this one, like the rotten, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know, but wrapping up my end of things, it's just, you know, if you want a bleak and gruesome and just sad, just bummer of a movie but honestly still kind of like i'm kind of glad i watched it like it's one of those i'm like you know what i'm glad i, I got my one in you know <laughs> like i've yeah. been on this stuff for a while it's cool but um, but yeah like i would prefer to recommend you know some french uh horror instead of this yeah. one if you want something that will actually like you know if you want some bleak stuff that will actually like you know make sense um, and like in terms of like the story structure, um, I have some French recommendation for y'all's. But uh, moving on with this Halloween spooktacular, we have the one, the only Five Nights at Freddy's brought to you by Peacock. Thank you, Peacock, for putting this on the stream um, on day of release, actually a day early. Yes, this dropped on Peacock. Um, simultaneous release. It dropped on the Thursday release as well as on the actual theater release as well. So let's give Tech some uh, some time to fix those technical difficulties because we cannot hear them. But yeah, so Peacock dropped this down. Um, and folks, I was kind of excited about it because, um, you know, my yeah. kid plays this game all the time. I've mentioned this before here in the show. So he plays this game all the time and I was kind of stoked about it. I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, um, okay, cool. We're getting yeah. this video game adaptation. Um, and there you go, Tex. Um, no, no, uh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, my, my camera died. Uh, so, yes, like, totally agree. Like, it's the complete opposite of gruesome and bleak, yeah. right? Five yeah. Nights at Freddy's. And I don't know, but, like... But not did but he... not entirely, though, right? Yeah, because there is, yeah. there is a very dark story in there that I was, like, looking at my kids every time just to watch. I'm like, are you guys okay with this child kidnapping murder stuff going on here? You know? Right. Um, yeah, but, and- um, yeah, so Five Nights at Freddy's. Let's dig into this real quick. It's definitely a wait for it for me. It, it it has issues, but the successes that it does have are the successes that it needed to have, right? Um, right. Especially with the animatronics and the way um, Freddy and all his buddies looked. They looked fantastic. I loved the way they looked. I loved how they moved. I loved that, you know, a, a yellow rabbit uh, uh, bodysuit that they also had uh, um, in the movie as well. Um, yeah, it that looked stuff- great. That stuff looked awesome. Um, they, it was put the, they put the money where it was supposed to be, right? Yes, like they, absolutely. They, like, in terms of, you know, when a fan, like, I, I was very interested to hear, like, uh, what, what your son would say. Because your son yeah. is, like, the big fan of, like, he knows these games. Yes. And it's like these, because these, you know, uh, for for buddies at home who might not know, Five Nights at Freddy's full, full video game franchise that, like, the whole gimmick is jump scares. It's just, it's literally like the monitors you see in the movie, you kind of flicker through the monitors and see like where the animatronics are in the restaurant, like with each camera. And so like in terms of what it needed to nail, it it did the animatronics. It put the money where it was supposed to, right? Like it put the money in those, it put the money in like the the Freddy Fazbear's place itself. Yeah, the location itself was very reminiscent of the game my son was telling me. Yeah, um, and, yeah. So um, they did a good job with the way it looks. Um, yeah, where it looks great. It, yeah, it looks great. Where it falls apart is in the characters, in the well, B stories here. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. I was like, in terms of the story, right? Where it's yeah. like the the kind of the biggest draw of a movie. Like, I get why kids like the the games like in terms of like if the lore is the same as it is in the games i really like that you know it turns out spoilers that like it's kids like dead kids in these suits yeah and their souls are haunting the suits and making a move and like that's a cool idea i can't lie right i dig that i dig that a lot the the only thing that is a shame is that like this the reveal is not really built up super well right there's no hints that something's wrong with the suits yeah right there's no like oh each one has a distinct smell to it you're like oh what's you know it's like there's no like you know what i mean like uh, only one of the only one of the suits is like beat up yeah there's no curiosity as to like you know how these things are working you know it's yeah. it's very just matter of fact oh this is what happens with them we just have to accept it that's cool if this was a video game you know what i mean but right. it is a movie you know this is a movie and we're trying to you know have people watch this thing and understand what's going on here um, <laughs> and make and, sequels cuz yeah. you know this movie's um, already made like a million dollars or a billion dollars a million already dollars. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it just made a million dollars, but yeah, but but it's made its money. It's getting more, you know, Yeah, there are things here that are not good. Like there's characters here, like the aunt character. Um, She wants custody of the protagonist's little sister. Uh, But like, there's no payoff to that story at all. It's just nonsense. And it's just like annoying nonsense too. Cause her character sucks. You know, her dialogue sucks. she you know? gets killed like it goes to her house somehow like there's this whole other thing too or like unless i imagined that but like it, that's the whole thing she's she's never addressed again after she yeah like right? yeah she's and dead we don't know if she's dead or not you know there there's so much that isn't addressed too right it's like you know at, uh, or spoilers you know at the end they're like oh can we go visit them again it's like oh you didn't tell anybody there are kid bodies in those suits like yeah there's so many questions like that where if if it if it had a better time going about things it it wouldn't point like it wouldn't be pointed out so much right like i wouldn't have so many issues with like you know the the kids being in the suits or like them not addressing things if the story like or if like acting was better yeah if, yeah you know, if the side stories were better or like give me something else to focus on right like i don't know 
Yeah, like, like, all right. So listen, like, I feel like we are not the demographic here because my kids really enjoyed it. Like, my daughter was like, oh, I want to see a part two where uh, the yellow bunny comes back. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And my son's like, yeah, I'm ready for another one. I'm like, all right. Like, he wants, because he knows there's sequels. And apparently, that cop lady was part of the video game as well. Like, she's in the game. Really? Yeah, she's in um, um, in the newer one. Security Breach is the name of the game, apparently. Yeah. So that's good then. Like, yeah. Like they, they were like, oh yeah, this is from here, this from there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So you dug it. So I think in that aspect, it's successful because they dug it, man. Like they enjoyed it. Like I was, I was like kind of pulling, you know, the little hairs I have left because I was like, this is not going well right now. Like (laughs) you have this cool visual here with these animatronics but then you have this garbage aunt over here and then the cop was just like terrible you know and then it it was more terrible because of how everything turned out with her story right and i'm like yeah because there's a reveal there's a reveal there and you're like what yes exactly where it's the same thing with the kids in the suits right where it's like where was this where was this before like, it's like, you couldn't drop a line. Like, you couldn't be, like, a foreshadowing. Even in this movie, even a bad version of it would tell us, like, where's the hint, right? Where's the lead-up? Where's the build-up to this weird, like, this big reveal you made? Yes, exactly. That's, that's kind of the thing. There's so much in this movie that's, like, unfocused. When, like, you have, like, just... I, maybe I get why people like the game so much because it's like I kind of just want to go back in the restaurant. Actually. Yeah, that's show that's us the more main of the suits gimmick, right? Things, that's right? the selling point there. Uh, let's go back to Freddy's, right, to see what's yeah. going on in there. I guess because they had to kind of write around this gimmick, right? That it was and so weird, you know. A, that's the thing too, where it's like we we really only see the suits do their thing, like maybe like just like in the opening scene, and then like a group that breaks in later. But like, I don't know. I could have. I could have used another suits killing people, right? Where it's like, why? Yeah, not? Yeah, I needed like, more of that because that worked. Yeah, yeah I, I needed more fodder. We only had one scene of fodder here yeah. where those guys break in, and they really show what these things can do. You yeah, know, especially if you're going to be a movie without like real blood in it, without like stuff like that. Like if you're going to do the the kid horror like dread, you you should show these monsters being as scary as they are the games, right? Where it's yeah. like they should do things, and I I think that's the thing where it's like, man, you have these really expensive suits that you clearly spent a lot of money on. Make but them like, do more, man. Like why yeah. are we taking the focus away <laughs> from them into this fucking story here? You know, about custody and all this other shit. Like, come on. Let's move on. Let's move on. And folks. um, uh, Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, let's move on, folks. Uh, So, yeah, go catch Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, It's playing on Peacock. It's streaming on Peacock. If you want Kid Horror, right? Yeah, if you want Kid Horror. Yeah, like, I think this is um, geared towards the right demographic. Um, We are... Looking too much into it, I think they kept it nice and simple because, you know, the evil aunt, you know, always strikes a chord with kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, so, so yeah, so I'm glad my kids liked it. So in that aspect, it is a success for them. Um, And um, and again, it looked cool, man. Those animatronics and even the lighting on that yellow bunny suit was awesome. You know, um, yeah, it it wasn't a full um, amount. it wasn't fully animatronic like the rest of the uh, of the crew, but you know it, it looked great. Yeah, um, I agree with your daughter. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back in a sequel. Like, why because, not? Especially because he says, like, right? He always comes back, right? Yeah, and you know the That's other what he kids said. are still in the suits, so why yeah. would he still be in the suit, right? I, so, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I'm, yeah, because it came full Scooby Doo at that point. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'm done with this. You know? it, it is funny considering who is involved. I, yeah, right. That Hilarious. It became, that it not only became full Scooby Doo, but it was very like we've seen you do this before. I you know. know. And so, so I don't I know. It was, know. It, was, it was it was fulfilling in that way. Yeah, right? it was, like, I, I was like, yeah, that I kind of really keep, enjoyed that. I'm gonna I'm keep it a spoiler. It's just yeah, that was just a fun little horror fan thing where it's like, yeah, ah, we get to see you doing this again. That was a you know good little I mean? Easter egg. I loved it, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, anyways, folks, um, before we leave you, I have one quick recommendation enough for you guys on this spooky day of Halloween, All mm-hmm. Hallows Eve. Go watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the original one from Wes Craven, of course, not the remake. Um, that was absolute garbage. But Nightmare on Elm Street, folks, I've um, it, it's a movie that with every watch, I love it even more. Um, it's it's it treats the audience like smart fucking people. It takes you on this wild journey through dreams and like it. it when I was a kid, I remember not wanting to go to sleep. Um, and like it was it's just great. It's just a really good movie, man. Wes Craven is fantastic. And he did a great job with Nightmare on Elm Street, introducing Freddy Krueger and uh and uh Nancy, this awesome final girl that like you know fucking booby traps her house to capture this dude. It really, folks, go on Max, they have the entire collection of Nightmare on Elm Street. Go watch the first one, it's really good. Part two's not bad, part three gets a little wonky over there but um really the original nightmare on elm street i really recommend you guys to go out there and watch it um of course there's the friday the 13th and there's your halloween's out there but we talk a lot about those guys i don't talk enough about freddy krueger and uh, he deserves it so go out there go watch friday the 13th um i'm sorry go watch nightmare on elm street go watch friday the 13th as well you can watch part four you know, and part six of that one watch, go watch, watch halloween text you got any yeah. recommendations for halloween yeah text? just just go watch a spooky movie that is that is my recommendation the other the other day i caught the frighteners just by, by nice. random happen chance and very nice like, i don't know where you can catch it i think it's like not even stream or anything i don't even know like i think i saw it on tv like it was just a random thing and like i totally did it i'm like man any spooky movie puts you in that mood so just just do it yeah just yeah watch go whatever for it, you folks. like yeah go for it folks um and once again this was episode 171 of the morgan official course feed podcast i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez and a big shout out goes to mr del Varis for this awesome artwork you see here in front of you a big shout out goes to you guys for listening we have 170 episodes of these things for you anywhere you get your podcast apple amazon spotify iHeartRadio, any desktop site you get your streams at you can also catch this show dropping every tuesday at 4 20 on any um live platform as well twitch um x live facebook live youtube live you can catch all of our previous episodes on our youtube channel like subscribe and share that one please um thank you so much for checking us out please share us over there um comment make sure you leave a thumbs up um uh, and uh, thank you again for listening also folks happy halloween i remember it's a scary world out there but we are here to walk you through it